you're tuning in to Change It Up, the podcast. A podcast about young people challenging the status quo. I'm Sarah and I'm super excited to be in this journey with you. We Gen Z's have so much to offer this world. We're creative, inclusive, empathic and tenacious. And we're not afraid to stand up for each other. Join me and a fellow Gen Z for a weekly conversation about the behind the scenes of being a young change maker and all the things that matter to us. We're here to build connections and inspire positive change. So do you want to change the world with me? Take along. I think poetry really helped me with like actually like just taking control of of my autonomy and taking control of how I lead my life. Like there's no one could come to me and tell me what I should or should not do. You can give me suggestions and I can decide whether I take it or not, but you can't dictate my life. And I think that's a lot to poetry. Like I give a lot of that to poetry. and welcome back to Change It Up. This is episode 15 and I'm as always really excited to be on this journey with you guys and share these amazing stories and journeys behind activists and artists and leaders and young people that just inspires and empowers us on our journeys to become ourselves but also speaking up in the world and speaking up about matters that not just are important to ourselves but to a lot of other young people and finding community through our different passions and the way that we express ourselves and the way that we want to make an impact in the world and I want to say I think by far this episode is one of my absolute favorites um I've been a huge fan of today's guest and I'm so humble and excited and really appreciative of having these opportunities of getting these getting to sit down with so many amazing young people through these conversations and through this platform and being able to share these episodes with you guys these conversations with you guys and connect with you guys in that way but also to connect with these people and to learn more about myself about my journey through them as well and today's guest is someone that I've been looking up to and a fellow poet and it's always nice to connect not just with another artist but specifically another poet because there's just a common way of of a common language that you share and it gives a beautiful opening for way of understanding the way that we look in the world as artists and how we can use art to spread our message and to create awareness but also to change the world in ways that we don't even think about in our everyday life. So with that being said, I would like to welcome today's guest who is Fanta Bello. None other than Fanta Bello. Um, and Fanta, she is a poet, an artist and an activist and a true hearted native. And for me, she really speaks to what the heart is of our experience of being a young person today. Um, she speaks about how it is to lean into yourself, to lean into your own becoming and to really embody yourself. and. It really is a truly beautiful way that she is able to express that. And Fanta is also the first ever recipient of the Wonder Grant awarded by the Sean Mendes Foundation to finish her amazing book of poetry for all the things I never got to say. And besides teaching kids in her local community to express themselves artistically, she also is finishing up her first album spoken poetry album and i'm really excited about this one i'm super excited to get my hands on it and to listen to something that's truly special like this 
But what I really like about Fanta and I think is truly inspirational is the way that she's really humble and really curious about her process and she has the daring and bold uh, courage to really lean into her own becoming and to trust her own process in ways that you need to as an artist but also in ways that is truly empowering to watch and, and really helps other people as well and, and it's so beautiful to see how she's grown through just the past couple of years as well that's absolutely amazing so this episode we are going to dive into everything about art and activism and the intersection between these two but also specifically Fanta's entire journey from when she got the passion and inspiration to start writing poetry to studying and getting a degree in economics and then deciding to take the leap and become a full-time artist. And also we are going to talk about the importance of having a supportive community and how Fanta was able to create that around herself and all her best tips and advice for young artists and activists. So with that being said, I hope that you guys are going to enjoy this amazing conversation and please leave us an amazing review and check out Fanta's poetry and we have linked everything below as well. And I think without further ado, let's just jump into the episode. so nice to meet you nice to meet you too uh, how are you i'm good can't complain yes oh that's great that's great i'm so happy that we were able to do this and uh, you wanted to jump on with me um and always nice to meet a fellow poet it's it's my favorite thing nice nice so do you have any questions before we we start e- no nope <laughs> that's good that's good uh, or else you just let me know when we when we do it's just like a casual conversation as always and and i just love to to want to dive into your story and and get to know you and how you work and and how you sort of have have become become the person that you are today and and how you have been able to inspire so many other young people okay that sounds yeah. good so I wanted to to start by asking you, um, what is something that that makes you feel hopeful at the moment? Um, right now, something that makes me feel hopeful, I would say, is all the young creators right now. I feel like um, there's so many like young people like doing so many different things that I thought like you can only do once you become like a certain age. And we have like 17, 18, 20, 22 year olds like changing the world like little by little. And I think that's what gives me hope because it's like we like we can depend on each other. Like it's no like I have faith that like if I can't get it done, my someone else down there will get it done. And that that's what's giving me hope right now. Mm, I love that. I was just like, just hearing you say that. I was, I was literally just thinking right before, and I was like, I wanted to ask uh, fans of these questions, but I also wanted to ask this question to myself. And I was like, it's, it's literally what you said. I was, I was just having a, a phone call earlier with another artist, and I was like, it makes me really hopeful that we are able, the sort of the young generation that we are, and, and artists like us, 
being able to see that how much of a difference artists are actually making in people's lives. I feel like yeah. it's, it's really special for our generation. It's something that's become really integral in, in, in a way that I haven't seen before. I don't know if you've noticed that, but for me, I feel like art activism and, and art has been, has been coming like really integrated in, in the way that we seem to do things. And, and I really love that. That makes me feel really hopeful. No, yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, so, so I wanted to start by just diving into a little bit of your story, and and also because I love the way that you write, and I think the first time I saw you was was Elizabeth Gilbert posting a, a Facebook um, post, uh, a video of yours, and and I was like, I just love the way that the way that you perform, and and sort of the storyline of all of it, and I wanted to to ask you what initially inspired you to start writing, and also. Something that that for me I can really relate to is sort of the journey that you took of of studying economics and initially being an artist and going down this sort of detour-ish uh, um, of doing something else that that didn't that felt like it like connected with you in some other way but wasn't particularly art. But then sort of realizing that some art is actually what I want to do or what I have to do or should do and and having the courage to say I'm going to do this full time I'm going to do something different and I'm going to do things my way so like I would say well I started writing like just writing it's because I went to a summer camp hmm. um so that's how I started writing um before the summer camp I didn't re- I wrote a little bit but not really and I started camp at 11 years old and I was a big basketball player I, I thought I was gonna go t- to the WNBA like that was the dream that was nobody could tell me anything um but then you know hoop dreams they died but I kept writing like um writing was something that I had on the side and then as I kept writing and then it started really taking off when I started college um, at mm-hmm. Bar College Simon's Rock because they had open mics. So I would just go up there and just perform my piece. And then um, looking back at the videos, like the poem was good, but it wasn't the best, you know, but it was like me getting up there and speaking my truth. That was the first time I was really able to do so. So then when I got that, it's like a rush that you get, like when you finish your piece. And when I got that, I was just like, no, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just kept writing, but I was like, writers don't make no money. Like poets don't make no, like I've ne- like, I feel like now you see more of a career for an artist than before. It was just like, no, like there was, they, they didn't want to make no space for us. And I feel like now they're making more space for us. There's still a lot of space um, um and a lot of room for us to tackle but there's more um space than there was before so that's why I stuck with economics throughout my whole my whole undergrad uh I did an internship every summer like it was just I was like when I graduate I'm gonna be working in finance I'm gonna make money and I'm gonna do writing on the side and then when I graduated that's when it all hit me like no I can't because like I'm giving so much energy to this nine to five that when it's time to produce work, I can't like, it's not, it's, I, it's either not productive work or it's not the best that I know I could do. So the turning point for me, um, which I haven't really spoken about yet was when, um, when Sean, when Sean Mendez reached out to me, asked me if I wanted to perform for him. So when he asked me if I want to perform with him, I was still working at the bank nine to five. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you have a salary job, you have to do PTO, like you have to call for timeout. So 
I just um, I was like, well, this is an opportunity that doesn't just come any other day. So obviously I'm going, but I was up in Albany, so I had to travel to the city. So I was gone from work for a week. And I came back and they told me I had two days of PTO left for the rest of the year. And that was that was when I said no. I'm, and I put in my two weeks and I was like, I can't do this because that week I had the most fun in that week than I've had since I was working at that job. And I was like, that's what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to go on stage and I'm meant to speak to people and I'm meant to write and I'm meant to sell books and I'm meant to go to the studio and work on creative things. I'm meant to touch kids like that's what I'm meant to. I'm not. I was not meant for um, a cubicle, not no shade to people who work nine to five jobs, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working. So I think that was, it was like, I was just kept, I kept getting signs, but that was the last straw. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I think it's, it's like, there's so many, many like moments that you mentioned and, and I think I can, I can relate to, I think, like the journey just with with Sean Mendes and, and the opportunity for you to to speak to people in that way. And I feel like the opportunity that we get for for like other types of artists to to integrate more different types of art. And, and I can so relate for you because my journey was not economics, but I started out neuroscience and and and, and social science, right? And 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 I was like, well, I was literally getting physically sick. Of, of, of doing this and I was like I couldn't really understand for myself what was actually wrong and I was like well well I'm not really being creative like I used to I started writing again I was like well this is changing my life like literally and and how can I how can I get back and sort of realizing well I can't really want to wait from being an artist and that journey right so for you like how has has that affected you sort of the way of experiencing uh, the support for artists and knowing that that there's a community that has inspired you and and people that inspire you but now you also get the chance to to empower and inspire other people in that way oh yeah it feels like like not I wouldn't say like my duty but like I feel like because I was so great I've been so grateful for like everyone who's helped me like make this decision like it wasn't like I just was like oh I'm just going to be a full-time writer. Didn't speak to anyone. Didn't ask for any advice because I wanted to know what I was getting myself into. Hmm. So, and now the fact that I can do that for other people, it feels like it's kind of like a full circle moment. It's like I was able to reach out to people to help me. And now people, them people are reaching out for me to help them. And it's like, who am I to not help? Because if it wasn't for everyone that's helped me in this journey, everyone who's picked up my phone call when I was like, I don't know what to do, but I can't be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Just sat and listened. And it was like those little acts of um, kindness and those little genuine actions led me to be able to make the decisions I've made in my life and progress as I am as an artist. And that's, it's only right that I can be that ear. I can be that person for people coming up. Cause it's like, if I do that for them, they're going to feel right to do that for the next, next people coming after them. And that's how we keep pushing artists up. And that's how we keep getting our foot into the door. And that's how like we change the narrative of like, oh, you cannot be an artist because you're going to be a starving artist. Like, once we change that narrative, it's like, but it starts with just that yeah. you help one person. Exactly. All right, I love that. And and also, I think the way that it really connects for me, the way that you write in the beginning of your book where you 
where you write that, that this is my story, but if it resonates with your story, this becomes our story, right? And and I feel like it's it's the way that we are able to both as, as fellow artists to to support each other in really changing that narrative and, and changing that culture and realizing there's so many opportunities out there and there's so many different ways that we can share our arts and but also in other people's lives that it really makes a difference. And, and I felt that personally, and I've seen that affect other people as well. And I feel like for me, art always growing up was the one thing reading was music or reading poetry, or it was reading philosophy or anything else, right? Just, it was, it was having that connection with people that, that felt like they, they knew you on a level that you maybe didn't even know yourself and and that opportunity really is has just for me I think just made the person that I am today, and I wouldn't be able to to be who I am without it. And and for you, how has has art and and writing and and reading and and making poetry um, affected your life? I would say being a poet and like writing about like such vulnerable um, topics that I write about has led me to be more um, compassionate when it comes to people like when um people are going through things like i feel more because i know like everything i've been through and it's just like i tend to now i tend to like i've always tend to like care more about people and their story and like i don't always take what i like you can meet somebody on one day and they could be having the worst day of their lives and if you use that to dictate how you treat them then i don't think that's fair because you know not none of us are perfect and also i'm now more i'm more loud like if something is bothering me like i just i speak up about it i can't like hold things in um i've always felt like i have to like it's I don't I want to say like it's my job or anything, but I felt like if something is if someone is being wronged or something is being wronged in front of me, like who am I to just sit by and watch? Like I and I think I give a lot of that credit to poetry because when I'm doing my poem for that two, three minutes or whatever, like people have to sit and listen, you know, well, like most of the time, you know you don't want them to be on their phone or anything. But most of the time, if you're like delivering how you're supposed to deliver, they have no choice but to look up and yes. listen to what you're saying. And I feel like I take that in my everyday life. So like when I speak, I speak with diction. When I speak, I don't speak like low. So like, I don't speak shyly. Like when I walk into rooms, I walk with my head high. Like it's little things that I probably would have overlooked before I became so comfortable on stage. Now the world is my stage. Like when I walk into rooms, like if you want people to respect you, you have to walk in like you respect yourself. Even, even if you have to fake it till you make it, even if you're nervous, cause sometimes I'd be nervous, but it's like, you have to like show them like they, like that you must be respected. Like you're someone of power. You're someone of respect. And like, there's no way you can like talk down on me. There's no way you can like little girl me or little boy me or any of that stuff. So I think poetry really helped me with like, actually like just taking control of, of my autonomy and taking control of how I lead my life. Like there's no one could come to me and tell me what I should or should not do. You can give me suggestions and I can decide whether I take it or not, but you can't dictate my life. And I think that's a lot to poetry. Like I give a lot of that to poetry. Oh, wow. Thank you for saying that. I feel like, just the way that you that you sum up the feeling of, of like how truly powerful poetry is is 
is it's, it just affects me as well and, and i feel like the way that we we are able to to use poetry as as both a personal way of of gaining empowerment but also a way to to make people listen right sort of the power for me words is the most magical things that we that we have in this world like whether it's 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 spoken it's singing it's reading or it's it's sort of embodied in in any form of acting or performance or whatever right. or it's it's clothed in that way where it's just the power that we have in language and and I feel like that's something that we are really aware of and, and sort of segueing into talking about our generation and specifically our generation of artists. How do you feel like what is the most sort of we talked about a little bit about before, like the way that we always tend to to have a focus or activism integrated into our art in, in some some subliminal or more conscious ways but what do you feel like is is the unique power of our generation and also how we try to navigate that intersection between art and activism i think the unique part i would say is our art is our activism like um i feel like now more than ever like we hear and we see that like activism looks very different you know like there's this we've i've i grew up on this textbook version of activism is the loud um out in the streets or like violent or non-violent protests but we've learned that your art is your activism as in if you feel like you feel your most freely when you're dancing you can tell your story through dance you can tell your story through poetry you can tell your story through singing you can tell your story through art like there's so many different ways now to like actually tell your story actually stand up for those people um say you can't go out in the streets but you can sell your art and those proceeds go towards a charity or a donation whereas before that wasn't looked at as like activism for some strange reason when like it takes a lot of pieces in a machine for um for things to work so i think um, the most unique thing is like when all of this like when the height of like george floyd and brianna taylor was happening um i seen a lot of like different ways like you can act like be an activist like and i've seen messages that i didn't see before i've seen messages from like therapists like sometimes resting like you just resting hmm. and making sure they can get up and fight another day it's like that's enough sometimes and um that like you don't have to be activism shouldn't be exhausting and it sometimes it is but that's just like that's the fight that we that's the fight that we go through. So I think like this now more than ever, it's more like communication on mental health. There's more talk on like how you, how what you can do can make a difference without it just being like, if you're not on the front lines, then you're not, you're not mm -hmm. an activist. Like, yes, they, there's going to be a face of the movement, but there's no movement without the hundred thousands of people behind, behind the scenes that no one talks about. So I think that's really what was highlighted. And I think that's like what's very unique about now. Like, Yeah. And I feel like something else that, that made me think about was, was I think something that we, we're really good at is, is seeing and, and as you said, talking about, about West and, and taking the time and giving each other the space and, and a little bit like with cancel culture where we see like, it's actually not necessarily our generation that like, cancels out people, right? But also mm -hmm. with West, allowing ourselves to see that we actually can give each other this space to see right now, you're the one carrying the torch. You're the one 
being the front face of, of doing this and 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 I'm gonna do something behind the scenes or and then next time you are going to to wait rest and and find yourself again and I'm going to take over and I think we've been really good at realizing that we need to collaborate we need to oh, yeah to to combine our forces because we can't do this alone right sure. and I, and I also think like another thing that that is about our sort of our community and sort of across all communities and the way that we as you said we've been able to to use art in a different way and and i think also like a lot of activists who who maybe consider themselves primarily activists is mm -hmm. actually starting to use art more and and, and include us as, as artists of like how can we how can we use your way of communicating to the world to amplify our message so, yeah. so what do you think is is sort of the power of art in changing and challenging the status quo or toxic cultures and just in general just impacting people's life positively i think because art can be interpreted differently based on the person i think that's like the most powerful thing is that like you don't know who you can reach through your art like when i say a poem i don't like be like i don't think oh like this is who i'm this is the audience I'm going to reach. Oh, I'm going to reach this specific person because like sometimes like I'll put out a piece and then I'll have people reach out to me and be like, wow, like this part really stuck out to me. This really helped me with what I was going through. And I was like, and I'm like, damn, like me telling my story helped you like go through something that I didn't even know you were going through, but mm -hmm. our art connect, my art connected us. Or like when I, when someone, when I see a painting and it just automatically brings me back to a time or something. And I'm pretty sure when the artist was making the art, they were going from their own experiences, how they felt, but somewhere along that line, that art connected us and it communicated towards me and just like singing and just like dancing, especially through movement. Like, mm -hmm. I've seen like, it's just like an energy thing. Like, um, like if someone is really like dancing from like their heart, you can tell. And like, it's like, there's no way you can watch it and not feel something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's the beauty of it all because sometimes it doesn't have to be communicated. It doesn't have to be like stated in black and white and like the message still gets through. And the message for me and the message for you maybe totally different but there was a message that translated and that's the connection and that's the like that's the beauty of it it's like you either i don't like i just i don't know how to explain it better than that but sure, i love it i think it's amazing i also for me it really resonates the way that you that you put it about like the movement because i feel like a lot of the time sometimes when i've written something or whether it's is is writing a song or is writing poetry or sometimes i also write prose but i feel like whatever it is that i do sometimes i really need to get up and i just move because i need that feeling to to sort of move through my body and that energy to to move through my body to release it because yeah. it's sometimes it's sort of like explodes inside yourself and 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 for you said like you grew up as, as a basketball player and i grew up as a competitive swimmer and mm -hmm. as well and i was like for me like i can't really sort of art and movement sort of correct exist in in this weird tension where where i need to have the one part for the other i need the movement to be able to yeah. clear my mind to write something down but after i've written something down and it sort of has released i almost need the movement again to be able to to feel really uh, and embody some way what i've what i've written or what i've have made right. or something like that right yeah yeah like even when i'm you, but yeah like even when i perform it's like 
I, I move like I move a lot and it's like sometimes it's not even intentional but it's like my subconscious and the words like I feel like it like it just moves my body to move like on some like I feel like to get it out how I want to say it like I can't do it by just standing I was just thinking because it's it's for me I I mainly I mainly sort of write poetry and then perform more in, in music style, but I but my poetry style is mainly written. But I'm really curious for you, like how is the difference between writing poetry or if there is a difference between writing poetry and performing poetry? There's a there's a there's a big difference, but it's a it's a big difference, but it's an easily uh, easily like corrected difference that I didn't even realize until I was writing my book was when you perform, you can use a lot of filler words. You can like say, and, but like all that stuff that like a, the audience is probably not going to catch because you're like, say, and da, 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 da. when you're writing, especially me, because I use a lot of filler words when I speak just so I can breathe better. Cause I use a lot of long sentences when it was time to translate it into the book. I had a lot of ands, but if, and you have to take, like, you have to take a lot of that out because it's like, if you're reading and you see and four times at the beginning of a sentence, it looks, it looks wrong. Yeah. So like, those intentional spaces. Yes. Those intentional. Yes. And then it's also like when you, when you're writing it, because I, I perform, like I mostly perform, like when you write it, you have to make sure that when the audience, whoever reads your book, your spaces are intentional so that when they read it, someone who's not a poet, someone who does not know a thing about poetry, when they read it, they know when to stop. They know when to pause because me, I can just write something down and I know when I read it, where I'm going to pause that. And I know where this stanza ends. And I know, but if, if I just have it like that in the book, no, they're not going to know when to stop. They're not going to. So I think that those are the two major things that I really had to change. And it was like, in my head, I I thought like I was because in my head I was reading it myself before I gave it to an editor, and I was like, oh, this is good. Like, and then uh, the editor she has someone who doesn't <laughs> she has someone who doesn't like read poetry, read it, and I was like, oh, like this is this is not what I was going for. So yeah, I think that that was like that's the main. Oh, I, I like that. I can really relate to you. Like sometimes also like, so sometimes for me, it's the other way around when I've written something and I'm like, well, this sounds good in my head. And I started reading it out loud and I'm like, well, it wasn't that good <laughs> or, or that means maybe changing or something like that. Um, yeah. But, but that happens and that's part of the process as well. But I think it's, it's, it's a, a good way of, of seeing that difference that it, it translates kind of easily, but it's also a different way of expressing yourself and, and you have the opportunity to use your body in a way when performing that you sort of have to have the same energy in your writing, mm-hmm. but, but, but it's more difficult to translate or you can use spaces in, in that way as well. Right. So, so for someone who is aspiring artist or who identifies as an artist or an activist or both or something completely different, but for, for someone who, who is aspiring to, to use their voice in an impactful and also conscious ways to stand up for themselves and, and others, what would your advice be for them? I would say, trust yourself, like trust your art, trust your pen, trust your, um, whether it's a pen, whether it's a um, paintbrush, trust that like what you say is like 
enough. Like, tr- don't, I feel like when I started in, um, like, my art and when I started in my activism, when I started speaking out, I always had a doubt. Like, why would anyone listen to me? Or, like, I'm not good enough. Or, like, there's someone out there that's better. Or, like, this person is doing this, so why am I not doing this? And do not, I would say, don't get caught up in the comparison game. Like, I read somewhere that comparison yeah. is a thief of joy, and that's a fact. Like, if you get caught up in trying to catch up with what the next person is doing, or like, oh, you're looking on this person's Instagram and this is happening, so why it's not happening on my Instagram, you're going to drive yourself crazy and you might, like, just quit on yourself. And I think the fact that you even know that you have something to say means that you have a story worth telling. So tell that story. Tell your story. And I think for me, it's like um, I learned that, like, if you comp- you're comparing yourself to someone else, no one posts. We have 365 days in a year. No one posts 365 times on their Instagram. No one posts 365 times on their Facebook. So you might see them at their like on their best day and think like, oh, like well, why am I not here? But it's like, they're not posting like the days where they're going through it and the days where they just need someone to like speak to. And I think, um, if so, I think that like, you must realize that we're all human. We all go through things. That's why I try my best to like be as transparent as I can on my Instagram. Cause it's like, I'm not like, I'm not like perfect. Like there's some days where I'm just like, I don't even want to write. I don't want to do nothing. Or like some days I go, I write and I'm like, this is absolute garbage, but it's like, you have to keep going. Hmm. So I would say, trust yourself, trust your pen, trust that when you have a story worth telling and like on the days where you feel like this is not it, take, take a break, go to sleep, wake up and do it again. Cause that's, that's what it's all about. It's that keep going after it gets hard. Cause everyone can win when it's easy, but it's that when it gets hard, that's when. Hmm. So yeah. Oh, I love that advice. I think it, it really resonates it, with everything that that both my personal story, but I feel like also with this community that that what what our organization, what our community is about, and trying to connect activists and young people with each other that that so that we are able to give each other the space to actually and inspire each other to to take care of ourselves, even though we are out there doing this amazing job and, and amazing. Um, impact in the world, but that we still need to be true to ourselves, and we need to take care of ourselves, doing and and be who we are, be authentic, and 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 be be able to connect with other people at the same time, right? So that we don't get lost in all of these all of these things that's going on, and and not burn out as well. Um, so I was I was really curious for you, like growing up and and also like recently and now, who has been artist or it could be whoever your parents your grandparents um who has inspired you personally and in your artistry as well um uh, it's so many like i would say there's so many people that inspire me like from like my friend just like going to the gym every day like I get inspired by his dedication or to like my mentor um Sheehan Van Cleef who's like been doing this for a long time he's been he's been in the writing world for a long time and he just 
he just inspired me because like I see that like there's longevity in this or like um, my other um, mentor and friend Toria, who's also the um, not the founder, but like she's one of the directors at the camp I go to. And she's and her um, partner, Ayodeli, they're both creatives and they've reached out to me for opportunities like all the time. And to just to see them be creatives and like just long, like there's longevity in this. And I feel like they inspire me because it's like for a long time, I didn't see myself doing this when I was like 25, when I when I was 45 and then now I see people who are actually doing it so I think I get inspired by that and then also like just young people like young people around me who are like doing music or they're like just graduated college and going to law school or they're like started their clothing business like I have this friend his name is Mo um he started um clothing brand straight out the motherland and I have another friend named Ami she has a clothing brand Ace of Spades and like I love those names yeah and it's just like so cool you gotta send me those or I'm gonna check it out Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm over, but they're just young creatives who are just like, they know they have a purpose. They have a message and they're just going for it. And it's like, it inspires me because it's like, I don't, like I said earlier, like I don't have to be a certain age to get what I want. Mm. And I'm seeing people around me get what they want and have their way with the world. And it's just like, it inspires me because it's like, there's room for me and there's room for a whole lot of more people. So, yeah. No, that's amazing. Uh, I think it's it's so, um, I really resonate with the way that you say about also the age part because I feel like we see so many artists and also I've like recently just been really looking into sort of actors who get success on, on a later terms in their 30s first and sometimes in their 40s. And I was like, well, this is truly inspiring, even though when we are young right now and, and we see like we the age group where we are like, well, people can sustain, people can actually succeed and someone actually break through in their 30s, in their 40s, even in their 50s. And it's just a continual process of, of reinventing, of leaning into your own becoming and 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 sort of moving through through yourself and all your stages, right? And all your seasons yeah. as well. Um, so I love that. But also for you, like been able to translate a lot of yourself in an authentic and really vulnerable, but also really bold way. And I, I like that you, as you said before, like the way that you're able to speak up and and speak loudly about issues that you care about, but also when someone is doing something that that you don't feel comfortable with or that you feel like is, is not how it's supposed to be. Um, so how has your work sort of through the stages also right now being a full-time artist, how has that transformed you as a person? I was say it's definitely tested my discipline and my patience i'll say um before i could i treated poetry like a side thing you know mm. like something i side. but now it's like since now it's what i do full-time it's like it's no longer a side thing like you you either do it or you can't pay the bill can't pay the bills or like it's more like it's i have more drive now because it's like i don't have no other to five yes i teach um poetry to um i still teach poetry to um elementary school kids but it's like that part is also still driving my art mm-hmm. because i'm teaching poetry what i love to do and i'm working with kids and inspiring young minds which i love to do so it's like for me it's just like i really just have to keep my foot on the gas um 
And it's like, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and since I'm still starting out, like, it's not like I have a team of people, like a manager that's like, oh, like, get up, you have this interview or get up, you have to do this podcast, you have this show or did you rehearse for this? Like, if I have a show on Friday, I, it's up to me to make sure that I rehearse up until the show. Like, no one's going to be in checking. Oh, make sure you remember your lines. So it's a lot of accountability. It's a lot of, like, self-reflection. It's a lot of, like, you got to trust yourself, but you also have to work hard. Like, it's not going to be easy. Just because you're good at performing doesn't mean that you're good at, like, everything else. Like, doesn't mean that everything else is supposed to come easy. So, like, I think that's the most important, like, the most thing that I really had to was, like, really, like, being hard, like, disciplining myself. Because if I don't do it, then no one else is checking for me, like, they, they want me to show up, but no one's going to check, like, before I show up. Like, I have to make sure I come on time. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like something that I've been been increasingly aware of myself is 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 a journey that when you sort of look into your strengths and, and what makes you happy and, and who you are, you realize more and more it's your strengths, not just about what you're good at, because there's lots of things like you and me, like you have economy and, and, and economics and I have um, neuroscience and, and that part and you're good at it, but it doesn't bring you energy. It's, it doesn't yeah. feel like it brings you joy. And what is truly your strengths are those things that, that brings you energy, that brings you joy and happiness that, that refills you and that fuels you every time. But also the other way around that saying that just because it doesn't come easy to you doesn't mean that it's not strength, right? Yes. Um, like you yeah. said, that process where you're like, well, it doesn't have to be easy. Just because it's right doesn't mean that it's easy. Um, mm-hmm. Those two don't necessarily fit, right? right? So so I was really, I wanted to know for you, like as speaking to your younger self or to someone who who is aspiring to become an artist or an overcome artist or just a young artist, what would your advice be for, for someone like that? Um, I would say just start, just start. Um, my advice would be like, if you have that ideas, cause a lot of creatives I would say is we have ideas that probably were in our head for like four years. We tell our close friends, we tell anyone who would listen, but then we don't do it. Like we don't, we don't do it. Oh, we wait. Like that was me. I wait. I was I, I just I tell people about it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Then I wait. And then but now I'm like, I'm just starting like you're not going to know everything when you first start. Like and if you wait till you know everything to start, then you'll never start because like you learn along the way. Like with my book, I've learned along the way with the album. I'm still learning as I go. And it's like. Just start like my advice would be any like anything that you're thinking of that you're like oh i don't know maybe this is corny or maybe no one will understand start and if you mess up fall on your back learn from it and get back up like don't don't stay stuck there but it's like if you're afraid of failure then like you're in the wrong you're in the wrong um industry like in the wrong business you're gonna fail like You're human. None of us is perfect. Nobody has a guidebook, a manual on how to do this. Um, So you're going to fail. You're going to like mess up. You're going to say the wrong things. Um, 
you might get something, you might get a deal and it might go through. It might not your, your first paycheck. You might think it's going to be like for this amount and it might be for this amount. And it's like, you just have to keep going. Like there's no, there's no like straight path. There's no like, Oh, if you do this, 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 then this will happen. Cause you can do everything right. And then still it, you're just like, What's, what's going on or you can mess up and then you just fall like you just the right person see you or yeah. the right person so I would just say like don't like don't like what's the word don't hesitate like don't wait too long or just start because another thing is I see like a lot of um artists and creatives they're like oh I had this idea but then someone else did it because you like you put the idea yeah. in the universe and you didn't do nothing with it. So it got tossed to someone else. But what if you would have just started? Then it would have, you know, and that doesn't mean that you can't still do it because the market is like the market doesn't have. I, I also see something like the market doesn't have a you. Like yes. everyone loves to say, oh, like there's so many people doing this right now. So it doesn't make sense if I do it. What makes you different? And the thing that makes you different is the thing that's going to make you pop. So find that out. Find out what separates you from everyone else. Because if you use that mentality that everyone is doing this, everyone is doing this, everyone, then you're not going to do anything because everyone's doing everything. So you have to find what makes you happy and you have to find out how that, how you can market that to make you stand out from everyone else. Yay. Oh my God. Yes. I, I absolutely just hence that. I think that's amazing advice. And, and I really resonate with the way that you say that we, we, we can't hesitate to do something, even though that it's hard, but, but that we, that we can always find a way. And also like, have you read uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic, Big Magic? Nah. No. Okay. So she has this theory where you're like, well, there is, she sees art as sort of a uh, there's this Greek analogy uh, sort of ancient Greek analogy of art as a sort of demons sort of like otherworldly beings that that's come and visit you and this is like this type of genius and and when someone when a genius sort of hits you it can also hit someone else so maybe if you if you didn't allow yourself the space to do this right now it hit someone else because that genius just wants to come through. And if, it, yeah. if you're not ready or sometimes you're not the right person either, right? Sometimes maybe you're, you're not the right person. Someone else might be the right person in that moment. And, and there was a good thing that you let that opportunity go. But, but it's the idea that sort of the, the, the genius translate into all of us. And it's about catching, catching the wave when, when you feel it. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that really was like the way that you described that was like, it really relates to the imaging that you use. And I was like, it, for me, that, that sort of really hit home because yeah, sometimes it's not meant for you and, and you only, and you need to let that go. But a lot of the times you just have to say yes. When something yeah. is a hell yes, you just got to say yes. And you just got to jump in, even though it's at the deep end and you don't know what yeah. to do. Right. So, so how about your, can you, um, or are you allowed to talk about your album? Because I'm yeah. so excited for that. And, and can you say anything about it? Yeah. So um, I would say it's going to be poetry over beats. Mm. And um, I'm excited for it. Um, I feel like um, it's something that it's something that I was supposed to do before I dropped the book. 
like that was the project I was, it was those were the two main projects that I wanted to do and the book was going to come after the album but then you know like like you said when opportunity comes knocking yes like so then I just um I finished the book and I sat on the album for like two years probably mm. and um so I would say it's gonna be like it's gonna be just grab your tissue boxes um I would say like I'm very I'm speak from like I feel like my book was for all the things I never got to say but it's gonna hit different when you get to hear mm. like when you hear the voice and the emotions and like it's, it's been an emotional roller coaster still going through it but I'm excited um I wish I could say more but I just I don't even have a title for it yet um I had a title but you know when you sit on something for two yes. years it just doesn't it doesn't even fit the same no um, but yeah I still drop more snippets and more like you know teasers but it's coming and I'm excited for it so Oh, yay. Oh, my God. Me too. I, I can't wait. And and just congratulations on everything that you do. I mean, like the, the book and, and now the album and just you in general. I feel like I, I would be speaking for not someone who, who knows you, but from the outside. I was just like completely pr- proud of you and the way that you do things. And, and for me, it's just been a huge inspiration just seeing someone else and another young person, another young poet just really use the voice and their voice like that um that's just always just completely brings me to tears and and just inspire me so much so um so congratulations to you appreciate it so i wanted to i have two last questions for you but i wanted to start by asking you if you could give any message to your fellow gen z's what would you say i would say to my fellow gen z's it's gonna be all right I feel like like this these past two, three years have just been like upset after upset, mm. like major headline after major headline. Once we think we're catching a break, comes back to get us. Like a lot of us were robbed of like our college graduations, college um like college experiences, high school prom, like it's just like so much that like we were just expected to like brush off. Like we were just expected to keep going. We were just expected to, oh well y'all have TikTok. Like it was just like, yes. the, like it's just like we were just expected to just like be okay with everything that's going on. And no one really like it's uh no one's really talking about like that mental and emotional toll that it's taken on us or if they are it's not on a large enough scale like mm-hmm. people are losing their friends their family members at a crazy rate like you, you like you don't even know if like someone you were talking to today is going to be here tomorrow because they could have like passed from covid or there was this bronx fire the yeah. other day like because of neglect in the um like in the building and it's like you don't know or like one minute you're okay and the next minute you're just depressed or you just are like lack of motivation and you don't know why it is because we are not in a normal time as much as everyone wants to be like oh this is our new normal this is a new lifestyle no one like we we were accustomed to living a certain way for so long and then one day you're like oh Okay, this is how you're supposed to live. On top of we're like just um, becoming young adults, or we're just like 
actually like going out into the world, graduating college, have to navigate between jobs and um, living situations and all that. So it's a weird time. Like even just being in your um, teens to your 20s, it's a weird time without all the extra. And now we have all the extra on top of it. So I would just say it's going to be okay. Like, but if you need to go speak to someone, like it's okay to talk to someone. Um, it's okay to not feel okay. Like you're not alone. Like a lot of us are going through silent battles that we just can't talk about because we're just expected to be strong. Mm. So I would say like we are stronger than we get credit for, but like we shouldn't have to be this strong. Like, damn, like it's hard right now. I feel you. Yeah. So yes. I would say on on every level about that. I feel like there's lots of both generational pressure, but what on us personally as well. And there's so many stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, so that's really beautifully said. So, so last question, how can we as a community support you? Oh, I would say I do have my book out right now. So, um, which is available like everywhere. Um, if you, if you, I would suggest if you are international, you can get it through my site or you can get it through Amazon. It'll probably come faster through Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, but my website, www.fontabalo.com, which has like my books right there. Um, and then also I would say like, you know, you can keep in touch with me through Instagram where I'll be posting like more collabs I'll be doing with, um, different, um, clothing lines and different organizations Ooh, so like, that's exciting yeah it's like supporting See that. what you come up with all the fashion stuff uh, I, yeah. love I love your fashion style by the way thank you thank you so i'm excited i'm really excited about that like to be able to work with other like creatives and stuff like that and like integrating poultry with so many different things so i would say right now is like my website to you know shop my book or follow me on instagram to keep up with like what i'm doing and then the album is coming soon so you can support me with that but yeah just stated you can also subscribe to my um newsletter where i'll be like giving out more updates um different places to support and all that good stuff so fans thank you for for doing this for me for being here today it's been such a treat for for me and i hope i know that it's a treat for everyone else that will be tuning in um so i just wanted to say thank you for for being you and, and for being with here with me today yes thank you for having me i really appreciate it great conversation episode was brought to you by Humanity. Thank you for tuning in and for being part of this amazing community. I'll see you next time.